0: Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays.
1: I'll be reading today two parts of Hebrew 11 and the beginning of chapter 12. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible, what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he could, by his faith, He condemned the world and became heir of the of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith now from verse 39 onwards these were all commended for their faith yet none of them received what had been promised since god had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect Sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Okay, good morning. My
0: name is Andy, if you don't know me, and we're going to look together at the Bible, so keep that open. Uh, Children, this might be a bit more than you're used to, okay? So try hard, God will help you. You can even pray in your head right now for His help. Uh, Grown-ups, you might be tempted to think this is a bit beneath you or below you, but it isn't. It's still God's word. He's still speaking by his spirit. So we'll do this together, okay? Six people are going to do this with me, so that's fantastic. Um, Who here, serious question, who here likes Paddington Bear? Paddington Bear? I like Paddington Bear. My, My mum really liked Paddington Bear. My children like Paddington Bear. And what's not to love about a bear who has marmalade sandwiches in his hat? But why do we really love Paddington Bear? We really love Paddington Bear because it's such a warm and wonderful story about him finding a home, about him finding a place where he belongs—a story he can be part of. Like, he gets welcomed in, doesn't he? There are lots of stories that we love like that. Um, I'm sure lots of you like things like Harry Potter or like Ninjago or like we like the Wingfeather Saga in my house. Anyone? No? You should definitely buy them. They're brilliant. Stories where perhaps it is an actual biological family or it's a group of friends, but they, they belong and they're welcome and they, they have a home together. And the guy writing this letter to the Hebrews, he's writing to Christians to say, he's going to say, keep going. That's my keep going. I'm going to have a helper to come and hold, help me hold that in a minute, but not yet. He's saying, keep on going because you belong to the family. Because you Uh, A part of this people. Don't turn back. Don't turn aside. Don't run off to get a marmalade sandwich out of your hat because, because you're one of us. Have a look down. If you can read, you should read. So have a look down in your Bible and find chapter 10, verse 39, and just have a look at it. Do you see? If you don't have a Bible, my good friend Sam here will run about the room Uh, Go on, Sam, go on. Go find some Bibles and just fetch them about the building. Um, If you do have a Bible, have a look at 10 verse 39. But you will in a minute. Don't worry. It's fine. fine. I want to actually look. Phones. (laughs) Sam, can we just find out if you're okay, pal? He's okay. Don't worry at home. If you're worried about Sam, he's fine. Um, (laughs) Have a look in 10 verse 39 and look. He says, we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we belong to those who have faith and are saved. He says, you and I, we belong to the family of those who have faith and are saved. I don't know what you had in common in your family, if it was a curly tongue or a massive nose, or or if you're really good looking or really tall. This family, God's family, what they have in common is faith. He says, keep on being part of this family, keep on putting your faith in what God says. And then have a look, next verse, chapter 11, verse one, where we began. He says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. What this family has in common is faith. Okay, not flappy ears or being tall, faith. Uh, And he says, What that is, is this family likeness, the big nose we all have in common, this faith likeness, it's trusting what God has said, even if it hasn't happened yet, and even if you can't see it. Do you see that? In verse one, faith is confidence in what we hope for. Even though something hasn't happened yet, we trust what God has said about it. And faith is assurance about what we do not see. Even though we can't see some things, we believe what God has said about them. Now that is not like believing that football is coming home. We hope football is coming home, or some of us do, some of us don't care. Um, we hope football is coming home, but we don't know, do we? Maybe it will, maybe it won't. This is a bit more like, and it's not, it's not perfect. Look, I'm gonna use your parents as an illustration. Uh, we get things wrong, I'm a dad, I get things wrong. But on the whole, parents can be reliable in this regard. It's like your parents trusting them to do what they have said when they have said you're going to have a birthday party. Uh, So let's imagine that you're seven. Uh, For some of you, that was a while ago. Um, For some of you, you're not seven yet. And just what? Is that you down there? Yeah, some of you are seven. Hands up if you're seven. Yeah, a couple of seven year olds. Okay, so it'd be really easy for you to imagine. For everyone else, you have to work harder. Imagine you're seven, and soon you're going to be eight, and your parents have said uh, it's going to be your birthday party soon, your eighth birthday party. Oh yes, they've got form. I remember my seventh birthday party. I remember my sixth birthday, my fifth, but my, and so on. He, you know, your parents have done birthday parties in the past, and also there's other evidence. Look, oh look, they've bought the party cups. Excellent. Oh, that must mean I'm going to have a birthday. They've said I haven't seen it yet. It's not. Oh, party hats. Can I have a party hat, Paula? Thank you very much. Actually, do you know I've got so much on my head and with my mic, I'm a bit worried that will go wrong. So, there we go. And there are all sorts of other things that your parents have...
1: Don't forget the confetti!
0: <laughs> Paula, thank you. There's lots of evidence, isn't there, that you can trust what your parents say. You can't see the party yet, the party hasn't happened yet, but you believe what your mum and dad say about the party. That's what we're like. That's our faith-likeness, okay? We trust what God has said about things that haven't happened yet. We trust what God has said about things that we can't see yet. The family-likeness is faith, and this is what verse 2, The ancients were commended for. Now, don't don't misunderstand that ancients doesn't just mean your parents. It means the people we're about to talk about in chapter 11, okay? All of God's people all throughout history. So that's fine, isn't it? Won't take long. A quick history of all God's people since the beginning of time. That's what's happening right now. Um, And we're going to see, we're going to ask and think about what is this family faith, that this family of God's people throughout history, what is this Faith-likeness actually look like. We're going to see, okay, that this faith-likeness is putting your faith in what God says and putting that faith into action. Putting your faith in what God has said into action. Now, I need my little helper. I went around the room quickly checked earlier to see who had the most hands. And Tom, I believe you have two hands. Yes, no one else has more hands than two hands. So Tom, can you come on up quickly? Just Thanks, buddy. Um, and I've, uh, I've got a few things that I'm going to get you to hold. So if you can come and stand. Cameraman, is here good? Come and stand here, Tom. Just right here. And then we're going to start with Abel. There you go. Can you hold up Abel? So we're going to just top, You're going to hold up the whole timeline of all the people in the Bible for me, okay? With your two hands. Um, Abel, verse 4. Have a look, verse 4. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended. God said he was righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is dead. Abel, by faith, by the family likeness of faith, he brought God a better offering. His faith changed what he did. This is the family likeness. This is Abel. Noah, verse 7. We're going to skip through. You're not going to get everyone because he does only have two hands. Um, uh, Oh, no, hang on. We've gone to Moses. I need to find Noah. Where's Noah? Oh, phew. There we go. Noah, you can hold Noah up as well, please. Have a look. Verse verse 7. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark. That's a huge boat to save his family. And by his faith, he condemned the world and became heir. He was going to inherit and get uh, heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Noah built the most enormous boat to keep the birds and animals afloat. Or well, actually, if you read the Bible, it turns out to save his family, but whatever. Um, birds and animals were there too. And it must have looked daft. He must have looked like a right idiot building this big boat so far inland. But he believed the warning. He believed what God said, what he'd spoken, and he acted accordingly. This is the family likeness of faith. It's the same faith, it's the same family likeness shared by the kid at school. And at school there's this weird kid and he has like bogies all down his arm and he doesn't look at you straight away and he's kind of awkward and he says rude things and to be honest, everyone else doesn't like him and everyone else is kind of rude about him. But this kid knows what his mum and dad say about loving people like that. This kid knows that his church family Love people like that. And this kid believes what God has said. And so he invites the awkward, snotty kid to his birthday party. That's the same faith likeness. That's the same family likeness. Verse 8 and 9. Abraham. Where's Abraham gone? Come on, Abraham, where are you? Oh, there we go. And he comes with his wife, so there you go. Just Abraham and Sarah, but we'll get to Sarah in a minute. Abraham, uh, verse, verse 8 He put it into action. He made his home in a land that wasn't his yet because God had promised it to him. He trusted God's promises. He acted on God's promises. If you read a few verses later, he did some even more crazy stuff because he absolutely trusted what God had said. And Sarah, verse 11, have a look verse 11. Sarah's already there. Tom, you're fine. Um, by fa- and by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children. By faith, Abraham's wife, Sarah, miraculously was able to give birth to a child. Verse 21, Jacob, I've got no idea what order I put my people in, but Jacob's in here somewhere. Where has he gone? That can be Jacob. There you go. Doesn't have his name written on him. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying... Oh, no, I do have Jacob because he's got a staff. Excellent. Give me that guy back. Thanks. Here's Jacob with his staff. The staff's quite important, you're about to see. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on top of his staff. By faith, Abraham's grandson passed the promise on to his grandchildren while he was leaning on his staff because he knew he wouldn't be staying in Egypt. He trusted that God would bring them into the land that he promised. His actions, again we see his faith likeness, what he does is governed by the fact that he trusts God will do what He has said He will do. I don't know. It's the same family likeness, perhaps, as the four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old. You got enough hands there, mate? Uh-uh. No, okay. Maybe, maybe next one, Kerry. You could come in. And... Next one. No, you're right. He's all right. Later. I don't know how old the child is, but let's imagine a child who has this family likeness. <laughs> And it's past their bedtime, mum and dad are downstairs watching TV or doing Life Men or whatever it is. And they come downstairs, slowly, sheepishly, awkwardly, in their pyjamas. And they come in to say sorry to mummy and daddy. It was me who drew the unicorn on your shirt. It wasn't my sister. Because they believe what God has said about telling the truth, about saying sorry. They believe what their parents have been telling them and reading to them in the Bible every day. Because they're growing in the family likeness. It's the same faith likeness. Moses' parents. Where's Moses' parents? There you go, Moses' parents. (laughs) Bonus point if you can tell me their names. Anyone? Yeah, no, I had to look it up as well. Um, And for the record, uh, Moses' parents are called Amram and Jochebed. I had to look it up. Uh, By faith, uh, verse 23, by faith Moses' parents... Hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, they hid him because they cared more about what God said than about what the king said. And Moses himself, here you go, here's Moses. How are you doing there? <laughs> Come on, Kira. Come on. <laughs> or it's going to go wrong. You're going to have a little bit of help there. He, he, Moses is going to hang out down there while Kira comes and helps. Thank you, Kira. Um, look, at, look at verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be ill-treated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Moses chose to be treated badly as one of God's people rather than reject God and live a life of comfort and money and all the Lego sets. He would rather be one of God's people By faith, this is verse 27. By faith, Moses left Egypt not fearing the king's anger. He persevered. He kept on going because he saw him who is invisible. Moses put his faith into action. He trusted what he couldn't see and what hadn't happened yet because he believed the one who said it. And Rahab, in verse 31, By faith, Rahab, she had a very bad job. That's what that word prostitute means in verse 31. Uh, Because she welcomed the spies, cool story, read that with your parents later. Because she welcomed the spies, she hid them on her roof, um, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Rahab wasn't born into God's people. She wasn't sort of biologically part of the family, but she was part of the family of faith. She believed what God had said about what was going to happen, so she hid the spies and all that. She had the family likeness of faith. She put her faith into action. She had the same family likeness, the same faith as the teenager. I don't know how old the teenager is, but they're still having to do R.E., so that makes them, you know, up to and including year eleven, I think. And they put their hand up in R E to say that they do believe in the Bible that they do trust Jesus came back to life again. Even though they know everyone else in the class, and probably the teacher, will think less of them for it. But she knows what God has said, this teenager. She trusts and believes what God has said, so she does it anyway. And look, there are all sorts of other people. This is one of the most exciting little bits in the Bible. If you can read from verse 32, and just to clarify... um, it is a brief exhortation, this one, so we're going to go through this quickly. Um, "'What shall I say?' says the author. "'I do not have time, or indeed enough phone card, uh, "'to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, "'about David and Samuel and the prophets, "'who, through faith, conquered kingdoms, "'administered justice and gained what was promised, "'who shut the mouths of lions,' quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead raised to life again and there were others who were tortured refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonments. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawn in two They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and ill-treated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and holes in the ground. It's the same family likeness of faith as the kid who's made fun of in the playground because they won't use rude words or is left out of the group at school because they won't gossip about other people. The teenager who is picked on at school week in, week out, by someone who doesn't like Christians because they know they're bigots. The young people, the young adult couple who move to Barnsley or Doncaster instead of London or Liverpool to go on a church plant, because to them, promoting the gospel is more important than chasing a promotion at work. The Christian parents who uproot their family and even move to another country to be missionaries, Forgoing the best education for their children, leaving their friends and family behind, or even the older couple who know they don't have that long left to live, and they don't fill their time with you know another car for the driveway and another power tool for the garage and expensive dentures and retirement cruises. They they fill it with gospel work. They give their time and their money and their lives to the kingdom. This is the family likeness of faith, and they're not heroes. None of these people are heroes. Ask your parents when you get home about some of the really awful things that these people did. I even left out a murderer on this list. Okay? There are some really rotten people in here. We're all sinners, aren't we? Every one of us is a sinner. No no one is right before God. But these sinners, these people, their lives were marked by faith. A faith they put into action. Not all of the time, Not every time, but at key moments, when push came to shove, when they knew it really mattered, they believed what God had said. But none of these guys received what had been promised. Have a look, verse 39. They were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. Since God had planned something better, something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. And what what exactly is it that God has said? What are we putting our faith in? Right, We've got this faith in what God has said, and we're putting it into action, but what has God said? (laughs) Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, anyone? In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets many times in various ways, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Jesus. You. There you go. That's Jesus. You can hold that too, Kira. Thanks. Thank Something better. Keep on putting your faith in Jesus into action. And look, 12 verses 1 to 3. Look down again if you can read. Listen if you can't. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. These people are not cheering us on. That's not what it means by witnesses. They're not all looking at us living our lives and going, woohoo, you go and They are witnesses that God has given us to the life of faith about how good God is, how he can be trusted. Fix your eyes on what God has said. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Consider him. Think about him. Daydream about him. Talk with your kids about him. Talk with your mum and dad about him. And that way, you won't grow weary, and you won't give up on the family, the family of faith. This is even more exciting than Paddington finding his family. This is the one true story of all history. You've been welcomed into the family, God's family of faith. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Consider him. Look to Jesus brothers and sisters keep on putting your faith in him into action let me pray, you did really well kids that was long but you listened really well Heavenly Father thank you for your son the Lord Jesus and we pray that you would help us to fix our eyes on him that we would put our faith in him into action and that we would share the family likeness of all your people all throughout history Amen